Hi, this is Sean. And this is Barry. And this is the Gamer's Guide to Pathfinder. Uh, our our next work. thing would be feats or archetypes. No sure, we can, go, we can go straight straight to feats. Um, grit feats. It looks like Signature Deed is the grit feat. Grit class feature, Gunslinger level 11th. Use one deed for one fewer grit. So now I'm going to turn to the actual page. Alright, pick a deed that you have access to and that you must spend grit to perform. You can perform this deed for one fewer grit point, minimum zero. If the amount of grit needed to perform the deed is reduced to zero, you can perform this deed for normal action cost as long as you have one grit point. So I can tell you, knowing that my campaign is probably not going to go to 20th level. It does not have a special that says you can take it more than once. Pick a deed. So like this one has special, you can take this feat multiple times. It doesn't have that clause. So you can't have signature deed more than once. Oh, that sucks. Oh, because it's your signature deed. Right. I believe they changed that. I think in the playtest you could actually take this over and over. Well, and it makes sense. I'm kind of surprised they don't, unless they feel it's... Way too powerful. ...broken because you get a bunch of... Which makes sense. I mean, if you can do your credibilities with just always... Sure. So, and it sure. certainly does fit the flavor of the signature deed title. Well, it, it does make one really pick, really, really think uh, carefully. At 11th level, I don't see why anyone wouldn't take that feat. And, you know, I think the... Well, because you want it for something, a deed that doesn't open up until 15th. Sure, absolutely. I mean, that would be the reason, right? I mean, you, you take it once, you, you're going to have to choose, as soon as that's available, what, what deed am I going to want that for, and wait until Sorry. the level that it's possible. Let me rephrase. I don't see why the gunslinger wouldn't take this when he can. Yeah. For something. Right. Sometime. At the soonest point, for the one he wants to take. Yes. For. You yeah. would... All gunslingers are going to take this eventually. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So, I guess the... I think the fan favorite, I'm looking over Deadshot again, and it doesn't look like... It doesn't look like Deadshot takes a grit. Really? I'm not seeing it. 7th level full round action, the careful aim... Must spin one grit. Okay. So, it looks like the... Oh, it's at the end there. Now, did that say anything about you can't spend it on a specific... Like, can't be on Deadshot or anything else? Nope. All right, then. You just have to have one grit to still perform it. Uh, so you can only have it once. Takes one of them down to always use. It's cool. It's definitely powerful. I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm biting my nails. I I can't tell you offhand. I think I'm just glad that it doesn't happen to 11th level because I would have to play the character a bunch to know what I want to take. Yeah. The dead eye ability at level one. I, always getting your touch attacks at all your ranged increments. That's a fine fine place to always use that over and over. Well, but that I didn't open up till three, right? Third Sorry, level, or seventh level, seventh level. Right, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you don't, you, you can't pick that feat till eleventh. Oh, right, right. So, yeah. but I mean, Deadshot seems like probably the one that most people would use. I mean, just because Deadshot is so powerful. Well, I, I guess it depends. If um, you know, again, in, in a lot of cases, you're if you're getting off your full attack anyway, sure. not that huge a deal. Deadshot would definitely be awesome signature feat. You know, signature deed on that. Sure. If you're like a sniper type, and that's you know. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of things that be, could be cool, but only being able to take it once, I think probably is a good design idea on their part. Otherwise, it it's would a, be... It's a balancing thing. Yeah. You, you know, ironically, uh, you know, you're going to laugh, but I, I'm i really tempted, especially since I'm going to be making a gun tank, I'm really t tempted to put that on Pistol Whip, just because... You're already mixing it up in melee? I'm going to be really close anyway, and I was wondering what my offhand weapon would be anyway, and I think it would just be really funny. As long as I have one grip point, I can keep knocking things down. No saves. No, no saves. Opposed it, roll. It gets, in, it gets in my face. It's getting knocked down. Yeah. And wow, it's a free action. I, I think it's great. Well, it's, it becomes your your action, so you wouldn't be shooting that round. No. You'd whip them once. Right. 
they're knocked to the ground. No, but I mean, they it get, definitely would be powerful. They though. get knocked. It would be huge. They get well. It, no, it says here you have to make a combat maneuver check. So oh, does if it? the attack oh, okay. hits, the gunslinger has to make a combat maneuver check. Ah, oh, uh, that changes everything. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's see how organized we are. Um, another great one here is just targeting. If you targeting really enjoy, is awesome. If you really enjoy shooting people in the arm, head, leg, torso. Well, the, the beauty with with targeting is you get a lot of different abilities. Okay, that's within the, targeting. That's the winner right there, and I'll tell you why. Because now that torso shot, you, you know, just always have an increased you, crit. Now you're always just unless you feel like confusing them, unless you feel like tripping them, unless you feel like disarming them. Right, that's got to be the go-to right yeah. there. Um, you just you're shooting stuff. You're getting a you're getting a double crit, and if you do something good, now you're spending every time. Now instead of spending one to have a ten percent chance to win back two, you're spending zero to have a ten percent chance to win back two. That's just wow. Uh, that is a big winner. Super good. Yeah. Love love super good things. So, but we just came up with, though, that there is a lot of choices for that. Uh, yeah, Deadshot is a great, strong contender, but targeting... So so there is choices. I mean, yeah. I, I don't... And we talked about right at the, you know, the multiple saving throws De- there. Sure. That's pretty I, you know, strong. I don't level, know that I'd want to wait till you know, level 20 to have that all the no, time. No, but if, if I was if I was to make... But I can tell you right now that if I was to make a level 20 gunslinger for some epic campaign... If you're starting out at that level, done. If I earned my way to level 20, I would probably take the free saving throws. Yeah. I don't think there's any stronger option yeah. than f- free rerolls on saving throws. It, yeah, it's tough. That if they had just worded it like that, hey, the gunslinger at level 20 gets to reroll all of his saving throws for free, I think most people would nod and go, hmm, that's a pretty decent... Done and done. That's a pretty decent capstone ability yeah. right there. Uh, I think it's right up there with, you know, rogues killing people and bards singing people to death. So, grit feats. So, it looks like we've got extra yeah. grit. As a side note, uh, yeah. rogues don't kill people. Ninjas do. Oh, okay. Just one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so extra grit, and you need to have the amateur gunslinger or... Uh, or be a gunslinger. Or be a gunslinger with grit. Which makes sense. This is... In my mind, where most of like my feats would be dumped if I was playing a gunslinger. Yeah, so essentially, this is this is the bar. Any feat when you have a feat choice as a gunslinger, any feat you choose has to be better than two extra grit to make the cut. <laughs> Otherwise, you default down to two extra grit. Absolutely. This is this is the bar that everything else has to jump past. Right, and it says specifically if you possess levels in gunslinger, you can take this multiple times, which is nice that they have that because that way any Tom, Dick, or Harry who takes the amateur gunslinger feat. Um, which, yes, I'll flip to in just a second, um, is not going to be able to blow a bunch of feats and pass you in grit. Right. Right, which I don't know anybody would, but just in case they want to be an ass, they can't do it. Yeah. The amateur gunslinger feat is is essentially the feat that's going to allow people who want to be like a gunslinger, but be uh, another class, like maybe they took an archetype and wizard that allows them to to have some guns. Maybe they want one of those deeds. Amateur gunslinger is what's going to let them do that. Essentially, it gives them a grit pool, but correct me if I'm wrong here as I'm talking about it. Basically, you have a grit pool, but instead of starting each day at maximum amount of grit, you start at zero grit. You have to gain grit throughout the day, which then can be used, but you right. have max grit of whatever your... Wisdom modifier, wisdom modifier is. So you only start with one grit. Right. And they only get to pick one... Oh, is it just one, or is it your... They only get one first level deed. Okay. They only yeah. get one first level deed, and they only have one grit. But they can gain other grit, as a gunslinger does, but the max that they can have at any one time is their wisdom modifier. Okay, there so, you go. Uh, and as you pointed out, archetypes, which we'll get into, but yeah, there's uh, one that comes to mind right away that this would work really well with. Sure. So, however, yes. 
I personally don't know that it's not worth just dipping one level of gunslinger. The, the well in the the example that I'm going to talk about is is the wizard archetype. So full casting. Full is casting. It lost, Absolutely. So if you've got extra feats that you really don't need because you're not casting enough to need to specialize in schools of magic, right? You don't want to dip because you really don't. What are you getting out of it? A free gun and the gunsmithing you don't really need. You've got spells that can repair your guns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's the big thing. You're right. You can yeah. take amateur gunslinger. You can get the one deed that you need. The only deed you need really is the... Because if you only take one level gunslinger, you're only getting first level deeds anyway. Right. So the one you would take is the dead eye deed, so that you can get touch attacks past your first range increment. That's right. what you would want, is that wizard shooting the gun. Yeah. Because yeah. Right. So now, you, so now you have the one that you need, you have one deed a day, and then I, I would, with that character, when I get another free feat, I would take the extra grit. You can only take it once... But now, guess what? You have three grit every day. Yeah. So you have three grit every day up to the maximum of your wisdom modifier. And then you can have magic guns, which shouldn't be hard if you're a wizard. Yeah. And have can take that shot when you need to take it. And Absolutely. And you can have extra grit hiding your guns. Yeah, yeah. Um, decent. But it's definitely a... But you're right. If you were Firearms for non-gunslingers. But you're right. But if you were any other class, if you were a fighter that wanted to use some guns, it wouldn't hurt you to just dip a level of gunslinger. Right. And then you're... You've got three things, or if you're a rogue, rogue I think would synergize really, really well with uh, gunslinger. They're sure. both lightly armored. The ability to spend a grit and get the hell out of there, drop dodge, that extra five foot of movement, sharp to flank. Yep. Right, there's a lot of good synergy there. Yeah. So looks like the next one is uh, leaping shot. Grit class feature, amateur giant gunslinger. You need mobility, base attack bonus plus four. You can move your speed and make firearm attacks. So, so this makes you a very mobile firearm user. You already got mobility, so you're not as worried about attacks of opportunity because you're getting a plus, you know, to your AC. Yeah, it's it's pretty situational. Not a huge strong feat. I don't know. Uh, the gunslinger is a mobile character, so it definitely fits in with what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it's strong enough for me that it's more powerful than extra grit. Sure. The the nice thing is that you can do it with. If you have a firearm in each hand, you can shoot both of them. So this is your cinematic hero dives through the air and shoots both pistols before landing prone. Costs a grit to perform. It's fairly cool. The fact that you... you Multiple attacks with the movement. It's cool, but I agree. Being really stingy with my feats, as I am, I can tell you this one would... This one would likely be a pass if I was playing a normal gunslinger, unless I just wanted to be cinematic as hell. This which, is a, which could be cool. This yeah. is, but this is absolutely a pass for like the gun An armored for the gun yeah. tank. Yeah, yeah. sure. And I don't know what you're you're playing on a musket guy, right? What what do you think? I, I probably would not. I'm not looking at getting close to combat. Uh, I don't need the mobility then because I, I don't want to be up places where things are hitting me and I don't necessarily care about moving I get to where I want to shoot from and that's where I'm staying so I, I don't see it as a huge bonus for the musket guy I see it as your your lightly armored guy who's up there mixing it up with pistols uh, certainly if you want to try and make two pistols work at once which is going to be tough because you need a free hand to reload if you did that though this is this is the guy you want sure next one up no name great class feature or amateur bluff four ranks you get a plus two on bluff checks you can spend grit to gain a plus 10 on disguise checks. Uh, this one is a little weird. It's in there as a grit feed. I can see how it's related. Yeah. But. I, I don't know. 
Right. This is just a. It's just a. Yeah. A role playing feat. Uh, I mean, plus yeah. ten is okay. I, I like that they put role playing feats in there, but as someone who really likes, I like role playing, but I, I think you need I think to have is... an effective character. I think putting a feat into something that's just role playing is generally not a good idea because you can be really effective at what you do and still role play your character well. Right. I think this is just a, a nod to like the man with no name. Um, yes. They're just. It's just an Easter egg for those old people. Yep. And there's people who are gonna love that, and that's fine. I'm not a big fan. Ricochet shot deed. Grit class feature, amateur, or in blind fight. Ricochet your shots off a wall or other solid terrain. Cinematic deed. I'm a cinematic feat deed, I'm thinking. I think so. Unless I'm misunderstanding how it works here. Probably should have read these closer. Yeah, well, if it doesn't say ricochet and do a million more damage, I don't see ricochet shot. You can fire a shot on a wall or piece of solid terrain, have it ricochet off when you do the square immediately in front of the wall, determine the line of sight to the character. So basically you can shoot around corners. Which isn't bad. I mean, cover can be a big pain in the ass for things. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth a feat, but if you had an extra feat and you already felt like you had a lot of grit... This is cool, though, because... And I'll tell you why. This is cool because I'm thinking that, I mean, so far, all of these, out of all of these feats, I'm knowing I'm going to take Signature D, which we skipped to, is at the end. Right. Extra Grit will probably be taken a lot of times. Right. But... So you're not seeing a lot of other choices... Right, that I would need, and... Other than you're putting a lot of feats into... Archery, sure. your typical archery type feats. Sure. But, yeah, this this goes there. I, the sucky one here is blind fight. Yeah. Right? That, the blind fight requirement, in my mind, is what kills it's this. It's a breaker. Yeah. But, but what, what's cool about this is you only need one grit to use it. So you're, right. you're not actually spending a grit to use it. You only need a grit to be able to use it. Which we've already talked about. You're keeping it anyway it's because great. of all your other abilities. The ability so. to shoot around corners would be really cool if you're doing some dungeon crawls there are, I, can, I can see lots of times that this would come up right as and, useful and here's the other part that makes this really good in my mind is you can choose to spend a grip point and when you do you ignore the effects of all cover or concealment and that's that's pretty strong especially if you're i don't know a rogue sniper concealment makes it so you don't get any precision damage sure so, if you're looking at a way to get your snipe in, heck, you can now snipe without being able to be seen because you're the one around the corner from them. Sure. It's hard to get, you know, rehidden, but if you have a 100% concealment, you don't need to rehide. They can't see it. All of a sudden, they just got hit by someone they can't see. That's pretty freaking cool for a sniper. Yeah, definitely. Or, you know, even if you're just clearing rooms and you want to shoot around a corner, you you know, if you don't care, you don't want to spend grit, you can just keep lobbing bullets. Yeah, um, yeah. And eventually, you're going to hit, uh, whether, as long as it's not total concealment. But you can spend that grit, ignore that concealment, and you could strike one home. I mean, I think it's a fantastic thing. It doesn't say that it doesn't work with other, with other deeds, so now you're targeting deed. You can shoot someone in the head around a corner. And confuse him, and he can beat his ally, or cripple him, or yeah. knock his weapon out. Yeah, um, nice. Really, for me, the one that is going to make or break this is this blind fight feat. I've never been a big fan of blind fight, even way back in 2nd edition. I agree. That's definitely a feat tax. <laughs> yeah. To get this ability, you need to spend this tax. They uh, said this ability is really cool, and everyone will want it when they figure out it does, yeah. but yeah. you're going to have to pay big time. So yeah, I don't know if it'll make the cut because of Blind Fight. Otherwise, you're right. It, it is better than my initial impression. Yeah. This is going to make me reread Blind, blind Fight. I, True. I yeah, just, there you go. Yeah. Well, maybe there'll be something cool there. All right, which brings us to our last Gunslinger feat, per se. Well, not Gunslinger, but, you know, of their special feats is Secret Stash Deed. Great class feature, sleight of hand, one rank. This thing is awesome sauce. Every Gunslinger should take it. <laughs> uh, spend one grit point to recover powder or ammunition from your person. 
Now this was nerfed substantially from the playtest where you got three shots every time you did this, but this one, you spend one grit point while in a combat to recover either one bullet. Oh. Yeah, while in a oh, combat. There you go. That changes stuff a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you can't just do it at the end of the day. Alright, so my, my other rant is now destroyed. But it's cool because you're, you spend one grit point in the combat to recover one bullet and dose of black powder or one alchemical cartridge. You know, I don't know that I take it. Really? Yeah, well, it's it's only during the combat. You only have a couple grit points. Let's say you have five grit points. There's other things I want to be spending those on than ammo. However, if I ran out of ammo, it sure would be nice, but it really becomes a last-ditch effort thing rather than a, I want to save money in this fight. That's true. The cool thing is you can get alchemical cartridges, too, which are more expensive, and it says that as long as it's a normal shot, you don't pay for it. You would only pay for it if you wanted to get a tangling shot. I thought it talked about a, you like have to go back and say they paid for it originally. No, you have, to, you have to pay for it if it's not a normal shot. So oh, okay. you can get an alchemical cartridge, which is already great. I see. And if you wanted it, but this is amazing, though, because you'd be like, man, too bad I ran out of entangling shots. And then you get in a fight, oh, and here's like, one. I found yeah. one in my boot. And, and for the specialty just, shots, that's a really good point. Right, and if you're playing in an extended campaign, if you're doing a dungeon crawl, if you're doing a dungeon crawl, this is a must-have. On on the side note, if you do gambling, you get a plus four bonus to any sleight of hand checks made while gambling. We all know that gunslingers are lying bastards and cheaters, so there you go. There, there you go. Yeah, I, I still don't know that it makes it that much past the extra grip feet for me but it's yeah it's more balanced so i actually like it as a feat i, I, I do too and you yeah. know and, and i you know the the while in combat thing i think this does solve one question of the ages now it we did. know it kept it from the broken abuse well no but good. but now we know why sailors start bar fights there you go right God, I'm out of ammo. <laughs> End of the night. Want to use my grit? Who looks like he's level one commoner? We're level six. Exactly. I'm gonna start a bar fight. Hey man, my it, fighters, my half orc barbarian's gonna be the heck out of him. Meanwhile, what's this in my pocket? What's this in my pocket? That's what I'm saying. I used all my grit for the night. Let's go to sleep, boys. Right. I mean, Wrap who cares? How much non-lethal damage can I get while he pummels my face? You're right? planning on sleeping anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Right, and just get, getting drunk anyway. So why even bother hitting him back, man? I can just spend the rest of my grip points and yeah. recover cartridges. There you go. I like it. It it sounds really bad. It's silly. Yeah, I know. But, but at the same time, hilarious. <laughs> It's almost worth doing once or twice in a campaign. That's what just, I'm saying. Anything that promotes... Just because it'd be fun. Drunken bar fights is always good. If you did it every night in a campaign I was DMing, I'd be mad. But, you know, once or twice, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> All right. So now moving on to archetypes. For those of you not familiar, archetype is basically a way to swap out different abilities that your class has for something else. When they introduced guns, they introduced an archetype for everyone except Sorcerer, who they don't like apparently, <laughs> to have an ability to swap out some of their ability and get proficiency with guns. It could make for a very interesting campaign, could be an interesting character concept you have, whatever the case it's a good way to introduce game, you know, guns further into the game without requiring you to be a gunslinger. Now, now to be fair, they they hate they do hate sorcerers. They got no archetypes whatsoever. But to be fair, they most of the classes did not get a gun archetype. No, I thought all did. Uh, no, they didn't. Uh, Alchemist does not have one. Barbarian does not have one. Well, Bar- all, the, all the cool ones. Bard, believe it or not, does not have one. It has some cool ones. Archaeologist, I like quite a bit. But it looks like the Cavalier. Those have to go be great whip masters or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Cavalier gets the Musketeer. I guess, um, like we did say, though, in any class, you could have a gun as a backup firearm. Yes. It's going to be good. It's still a touch attack. It's still a good. You know, you whip it out, toss it to the side when you're done, and, you know, you're fine. But, yeah, I'm sorry, go on. Absolutely. Okay, so the first one that gets it is the Cavalier can be a Musketeer. Oh, ho! 
Now, this immediately lets you rename your character to, like, Athos, Porthos, and... Aramis. Yeah, yeah, there we go. D'Artagnan. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to make for some drunken bar fights at the end of the day. That's right. They're now required at this point. Absolutely. absolutely. Or at least you'll participate, because I guess... Well, you can still take that feed, get that, and spend your amateur gunslinger grit on it. But I don't know why you would. Looks like he's pretty good. The musketeer, he loses heavy armor, which fits for the time period. His levels stack with... Well, and, and if you make sense, everyone's got guns. Armor's not as useful. I mean, if everything's a touch attack, if everyone's got guns that they're running around with, sure. at least your attacks are bypassing armor. You're going to expect that you're fighting people who are bypassing armor as well. The cool thing about this, uh, hopefully this is a, a trend, but the cool thing about this is, is this really does kind of negate the... It helps to not need the dip into Gunslinger. He gets gifted with a firearm. He gets the guns to smithing feet as a gunslinger. That's pretty much where it stops though. He doesn't get the deeds, although he should probably take the amateur gunslinger feat. Well, if he, if he specifically wants one of the deeds. Sure. The uh, first level deeds there. But, I mean, I, like we talked about, they're good good deeds, so it's certainly a Touch attacks for the full range increments, I can't see why you wouldn't want that if you're going to be using guns. Well, it depends what your role in combat is. If you're someone who's going to be up at the front all the time anyway, it's really not going to be as useful. That's a good point. It looks like he can focus himself a number of times a day, so many minutes. Basically, this is going to be... doesn't say it re- replaces anything. That's kind of huge. Well, and that's that's the big thing you need to look at with any of your archetypes is, is they're all cool. You're going to look at them. You're going to like your abilities. You're going to be like, yeah, yeah, this is what I want to do. Make sure you're not gimping your character. So, mm-hmm. so that's, I guess, the next thing I was about to ask is what does this guy lose for getting to be good with guns? Doesn't look like he's, he looks like he's losing some armor proficiency. He can twice per day, and then more as he goes up. He can, as a standard action, focus himself to gain a number of benefits for one minute per cavalier level. Oh, this is a huge ability. Okay, so he yeah. doesn't get a mount. Right. Oh, that's why I said you would like this, because you hated the mount anyway. Well, other than um, it's... it's a very right. different flavor. So here's what it is. At 8th level, he gains the benefit of the improved critical feat. I would take it when he's focusing himself. At 11th level, he can reduce the misfire chance by 1. At 17th level, he can double the range increment. Well, and we talked about how awesome crits are with... Sure. You know, guns. That's, that's good, That's yeah. a big deal. And 20th level, and, and this is only when he's focused, so he can focus it, you know, somebody, a few times per day. When he's 20th level, he can do a flurry of gunfire, expend one use of his daily challenges to make a full attack with a firearm. That could be pretty cool. And he ignores the normal load times, so he's just firing like a mofo. Yeah, well, basically, and he also gets, you know, the rapid reload as a bonus feat, essentially. Right. But he loses expert trainer. Sure. And the funny thing is here is, is the gifted firearm is like the horse. He, you know, if he loses it, he has to go get a new replacement 30 days later because this is a really, really special gun. Right. So essentially he's bonding with a gun instead of a horse. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Swift Powder, Rapid Reload. So now, what is the expert trainer ability? It cavalier? helps him to train his horse. Well, his horse is just good, but he can train other animals. Oh, so it's it's for training. Okay, and so yeah. that makes sense. You're losing the mount anyway. Right. You lose abilities you lose that modify nothing, the mount. So that's a good deal. Else really, yeah. Okay, so the big deal here is you're basically, you're, you're cool with a gun, but you lose out on a mount, and you lose out on heavy armor. Right. That's not bad. That makes a lot of sense, and definitely could be a cool character. Without dipping into Gunslinger, you could have a very cool gun-focused cavalier. Absolutely. So nothing for cleric, nothing for druid. Getting over here to... What? Druids don't get firearms? That's weird. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna protest. We, yeah. We need to strike. They need, like, all wooden and mold spitters. Right. I don't know. Do you want to go straight to gunslinger, or do you want to go to the other well, ones? Let's, let's go ahead and like, skip gunslinger. We spent a bunch of time on them. Let's right. see what else we got. Now, I can't imagine too much of a whip, witch... Oh, this is inquisitor. They do have one. Black powder inquisition... 
um, it's your domain, so it's not it's oh, not okay. it's not a true uh, it's not a archetype, true archetype. It's which just is cool because you can, right you gain exotic proficiency with firearm gunsmithing as bonus feats, and when you hit an arcane spellcaster that uses a spell like ability with a firearm attack, that creature must succeed on a fort saving throw. If this spellcaster fails, they take a minus four on their. Well, I guess if you check. still look at it as an archetype, and it just replaces the domain ability, but sure, yeah, whatever. It's a really really small archetype. Yeah, yeah. Which I like better. I like the single swap-outs. Yeah. I like alternate class sure. features better than archetypes. So, I'm all for it. I, yeah. I I would definitely say that, eh, well, I mean, mm, uh, getting one, eh, eh. You, you know more about the Inquisitor than I do. I probably wouldn't go that way. I'd probably just buy a gun. You know, if, if you really wanted a gun-wielding guy, it's better than probably getting an exotic weapon proficiency, I would guess. On the other hand... Yeah, that domain can be really cool. Well, like we said, though, with touch attacks, you don't necessarily need even that. Yeah, yeah, no, right. and... Uh, That's why I'm saying the gun, that being so cool. Right. So Monk, I'm guessing, probably does not have an archetype as well as that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're probably right. All right, yeah. Uh, paladin, Divine Hunter... I can definitely see a Paladin who is... Oh, here we go, Holy Gun. I'm guessing that's the one. Something tells um, me you're right. I'm taking a wild stab in the dark. Although I'm also thinking that the Divine Hunter doesn't specifically say it can't use a gun, so if you wanted to buy that proficiency separately and take the Divine Hunter archetype, I think you could use those abilities. Yeah, that makes sense. With the Divine Bond. That, Which could be cool. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely have some more art options then as a Right, a so there's really two there. And you could you use this awesome it. piece of artwork. Absolutely. Holy Gun. Have at it, man. Alright, so Holy Gun, again, any archetype you're looking first at what you gain and then what you lose. This is obviously going to make you able to wield guns. You're proficient with all simple and martial weapons, firearms, and light armor. So you're not getting medium or heavy armor, you're not getting shields, you're just getting guns. So that's something to take into account. Actually, it'd be interesting, compared to your gun tank, you get slightly less in the way of AC here as a paladin, which is weird. You get the have-gun ability. Now, this is actually really powerful. This is better than... It's sitting out the abilities that would be like the gunslinger, but they're actually separate. You actually get the amateur gunslinger feat, which is better than, so far, any of the other archetypes. You're actually getting that feat with the one As opposed free... to having to take it additional. Absolutely. So yeah. you're getting a free feat there, the one free grip point, and you're getting to pick the deed. And it replaces um, Detect Evil, which... Frankly, is just something that causes trouble in a game. So Absolutely. I'm sorry That's to see it go. A very, very broken ability. Don't ever let me have it. Gunsmithing feat. You get it, and you get the battered gun. I say good riddance to detect evil. Give me amateur gunslinger all day long. Yeah, no kidding. And then at level one, if he's smart, take extra grit. So there you go. Could be a good way to go. So next at level two, you get in divine deed. So this is essentially your own special type of deed. You can spend grit on it. It works just like any other deed, but only paladins get it. And you're basically smiting through your weapon. As a standard action, you get off a smite shot with your weapon, which could be a big deal. Actually, this replaces smite. So this is how they smite instead of how a paladin smites. I actually don't know that I like that. It's cool flavor-wise, but the current smite evil just works, you know, for the entirety of the combat. I guess you could use this in more combats when it's needed, but at the same time, man, it wouldn't last as long. This is a horrible ability. I've been a huge fan of, of, of the range. Ever since the, the very first Pathfinder book dropped, I flipped a Paladin, and right off the bat I said, oh my god, look at Smite Evil. Bow Paladin, please. Now they've picked it up with Divine Hunter, but you know, with your normal Smite Evil, you can start smiting with a bow or a crossbow and do it all day long, and you can just stay at range and smite the hell out of them. With this, you lose that ability, and you have to spend grit. And remember, you've got one grit point, just one, Three, if you take the extra grit, it's just... This is horrible. Three rounds, yeah. It's right. 
horrible, yeah. horrible. I'm going to go with you. Yeah. You can't do it with a full attack. I mean, if you take the Divine Hunter and you're smiting with your bow and you, you know, you're, you're built an archer, you've got your many shot, your rapid shot, your full iterative attacks, all of those are smiting every single round until that SOB is dead. Versus the Divine Deed. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to agree. I, I give this a thumbs down. Yeah, this is, I think this is a, a fail archetype. I guess we should continue, though. So, yeah. Divine Bond, essentially, you're, you lose your Divine Bond that you would get typically to enhance your weapon. Instead, you're you're bonding with the bow, or with the, the gun, gun, I mean. Right. Uh, and it gives you some different abilities that you can give that gun versus a melee weapon, which makes sense. That's fine. I, I got no problem with that. That certainly fits basically, in nicely. Basically, it gives you extra grit, which helps out with your smiting, but... Still, when you compare it to what a normal paladin can do with their smite. Well, you can also give seeking ability and stuff like that to the gun. Sure. Uh, so it's it's a good ability, but uh, we're so soured on this because of the, <laughs> the losing of smite that it's just not worth it. So this goes back to what I was talking about with an archetype. Look at what you lose. Yeah. Uh, in this case, you know, losing smiting is just too heavy a price to pay. Absolutely. It, there's some archetypes where you lose something... And you'll go like, wow, you know, that's a big trade-off, but this is still fun and flavorful. I really don't see it. If I wanted, you know, to fill this niche, I would much rather do the Cavalier with the Musketeer thing. I, I gotta say, I don't I don't feel like a Paladin with this archetype. You know, there's there's some archetypes that, you know, some of the abilities that this is what makes a Paladin a Paladin. And I, I guess I feel Smite is that way. Losing Smite, I just don't feel like a Paladin. I would agree. The other thing, collateral damage, if you will that I don't think they really thought this out very well. I mean, sure, here with Holy Slinger, you can eventually banish them with a shot or something. Sure. But in my mind, like, when I when I played the one time I played a Paladin, we were, it was a higher-level campaign that we just rolled Giving your smite to all your Giving friends. the smite to the friends was, like, the key ability. We obliterated a dragon because, you know, I let everybody else smite. I did jack shit to the dragon, but I essentially killed it because now my archer does full iterative attacks and gets a crit, and boom, dead dragon. Yeah adding the huge plus 26 damage to every arrow he shoots was just insane. So I think I think what we're getting at is unlike the Cavalier where we liked that, it made for a flavorful archetype that could be a good addition to, to a campaign, even a big thumbs down to this. And in fact, I think we both agree that we would suggest you look at the Divine Hunter and take the feats necessary to Absolutely. make the Divine Hunter use guns. There's nothing in Divine... And that's the really sad, crazy thing is, is there's nothing in Divine Hunter that says you have to use a bow. Yeah. And so there's no reason why you couldn't just take Divine Hunter and... Actually spend your exotic weapon proficiency feat. Yeah, which I mean, would this be This really cool picture here had 20 years. You're a half-elf. Right. Just saying. There you go. Uh, oh yeah, half-elf. Right, you trade it out. So you're yeah. really not losing anything. There you go. That would be that would be the recommendation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely would recommend you go that route. Divine Hunter or just stay as a paladin. Yeah. And just use a gun. Uh, which could be cool. And you could have a really a cool big sword that way which still is very paladin like um, that you could smite things with yeah and that's right. still cool right or a gun sword just saying <laughs> no all right how about some sword chucks all right, right. <laughs> okay looking at, at our last archetype then it's for a wizard it's called the spell slinger and this is pretty freaking impressive you, you basically uh, let me go over what you lose first because it, it, I, I think it's worth it so basically your first ability arcane gun you have a gun instead of a familiar or instead of a bonded object the the big thing here is if you decide to have only one gun instead of two you get a times three crit on any spells you cast through it which you can cast any of your spells through it for those of you who are familiar with critting with spells it's a big deal your fireball critting not as big a deal as your anything that does ability damage crits and that 
you know, so something that used to drain 1d6 damage, you know, strength damage is now draining 3d6. You just shot down a whole combat with a crit. That's a big deal. And, and you just get that all the time for having your gun. You lost your familiar, though. So, you know, little scout who pops in when you finally remember you have him. Instead, you just crit a lot more often. A lot of people see a familiar as a liability anyway, so for a dedicated blaster, it's really not losing anything. Not at all. What this you're, is cool. You know, in Pathfinder, I think most wizards are going to be taking the bonded item anyway. It's a pretty powerful, the extra spell and so on and so forth is pretty powerful, the free enchanting of it, and I think this is more than a match for any of those abilities. Uh, I agree. This is pretty pretty cool. Now, there is a greater chance of it misfiring. You get the same misfire sort of stuff going on as you do with a gun. Uh, if you roll a natural one, it becomes jammed. However, it also happens if they roll a natural 20 on their save. Not a big enough detriment to make this not cool. This is this is awesome. Because any bonus on that gun, if that gun is a plus one, plus two, plus three, whatever, you can add that either to the damage of the spell or to the DC of the spell. A jacking your DC like that is going to stack with anything else that jacks your DC. And those of you who like to play around with debuffing spells know that jacking your DC is a big deal. Especially when we combine this later with mage bullets, which we'll get to. But essentially, yeah, you're going to be able to make your spells awesome, and when you're not, you still have a times three crit to any of your spells instead of a times two. That's a big deal. From style standpoint, this is the only gun sniper that actually has any any reliable range to speak of. That fun plus damage, I mean, you can do a hundred plus, hundred and fifty foot shot with, you know, magic missiles that never miss. It's kind of a bread and butter, you know, blow your first level spells. I know you hate magic missile, Sean. But, I mean, just adding that DC is huge, and you know, like you said, with, well, we're, we're gonna get to the gun, to the to the mage bullet, but yeah, having a, a higher plus your DC is just, it's amazingly good. Yeah, it's a big um, deal. And, you know, unlike, you know, most people who will, you know, oh man, I opened up that plus one sword, now I can start putting flaming or frost or something else on it. You're going to actually want to just pump up that enhancement bonus all the way to plus five. And then from there, really, it doesn't matter by other gear. Especially going back to the mage bullets where, when again, we'll get to that, you can add in those abilities. Yeah. So next is Gunsmith. You lose Scribe Scroll. To me, that's a big deal. I love Scribe Scroll. It's, it's fantastic. I can't say enough good things. Instead, you gain gunsmithing and you gain a battered gun. So you have a gun to start with, which is good. They're expensive, and as we talked about, they're awesome for you. So, losing one feat to gain a feat and a gun, totally a good deal. You can almost spend a feat on Scribe Scroll if you if you miss it that much. Right, so it's not like a class feature that you're losing. Right. It's easily replaceable. And, you know, yeah, if you do jam your gun, you want to be able to, to replace it and, you know, mess with it and so on. Right. So, no, it's... It, it's, it's yeah, I'm fine with it. It's. Uh, I'm not crying for what else you get. Right, if you take it in Hawaii, exactly. that trade is not in your favor. And it makes sense. Right, that so, right, that trade is not in your favor. However, taken as a whole, this class just keeps getting better. I, I'd even say it's slightly in your favor, but it's a pretty even trade. Okay. Well, you know, I'm losing just... Scribe Scroll, you get Gunsmithing, and you get a gun. You, you lose one feet, you get one feet. And a gun. Sure. Less useful feet, but... Yeah. yeah, okay. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Mage All right. Mage that brings bullets. us to Mage Bullets. Mage Bullets is awesome. Essentially, it gives you the ability to sack a spell, and you get that level in abilities towards your gun. So if it's a second level spell, you can get a plus two bonus on your weapon, or anything from their list of spell abilities worth a plus two bonus. Huge. Especially when you channel that back into, and you get that for a number of minutes. Minutes per right, minutes per spell level, I believe. Okay, so essentially uh, for the combat you're in, right? So possibly two or three, depending on how crazy your friends are. At Judd. Absolutely. So even at first level, you can make that a plus one gun, channel that back into the DC of your spells, and, right. and you're bumping up your DC by one. Right. And it's for the entirety of the combat. So if your first spell goes into 
kicking up some mage bullets, you're better for the rest of that combat. It makes you Nova a little as a, as a wizard. Pretty cool stuff. Absolutely. And if you wanted to be shooting it, you know, you can add on the Icy Burst. You can add on the Seeking. You can add on Shock you know, flame sure. burst, whatever. That's all an option for you. If you if you need some defense, it becomes a defending weapon. Whatever whatever you need, that gun of yours is suddenly helping you out. And we were never firing bullets, so who cares how much those cost? A couple of things to note that pops out to me. I don't see anywhere that it says that you can't do this more than once. So you could, I think, abuse this pretty well. It's a swift action. Right, no, but I mean, you could do so a, one, not... a swift action one round and then a swift action the next round, so one Oh, round... absolutely. I guess my point was you're not right. using spellcasting action. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Right, but I mean, this is even better because, you know, unlike, say, the Paladin ability where this is what it is and that's as high as it goes, right. you could dump a fourth level spell one round to give it plus four, and then the next round you could dump a third level spell to make it ghost touch or second level spell or what have you, and so yeah. you could dump yeah. multiple spells to keep modifying this thing not to mention that you know your spell levels go up to ninth uh, you know if you play your character all the way and so this ability scales all the way through your career right i, I guess the thing you have to keep in mind you can't do a quicken spell at the same turn you do a mage bullets that's fine it's more options you know I, not, I got no complaints sure i think this is better than a quicken spell um right off the bat let's say i was high enough to have those quicken spells if i dumped say a ninth level spell or something dancing fantastic can you imagine so this gun is shooting for you that is interesting. How, how, that would... how good is that? It's shooting for you and it's plus five. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's good. And we should also say, as a mage, obviously you have a low BAB, uh, lowest in the game. You're making touch attacks. You can shoot this thing if you want to shoot this thing. Right. Uh, you can you can hit. Now, the cost of mage bullets is pretty high. This is one of the ones we think is higher, but it's not... It's almost like an RP ability more than anything. You lose cantrips. Read magic, detect magic, become first level spells for you. That you give yeah. for free. Yeah, it's it's kind of... This is going to suck until you get permanency and you can not have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, your cantrips aren't combat spells, really. They're, right. they're awesome RP spells that right. make you cool. Right. I, I hate losing them. I love them. Right, utility spells. This is yeah. definitely a trade in your favor. Uh, but yeah, I, it's it's definitely a trade in your favor. It's, it's worth losing the cantrips, which I love to get this ability. Finally, School of the Gun... This replaces Arcane School. You can't specialize. And in addition, you have to take four opposition schools. That's okay. You're not building the Godcaster here. You're building a Ray Blaster type character. Absolutely. You want anything that you're looking at that's going to be benefiting from extra crit and higher DCs. So you're looking at debuff spells. You're looking at basically Ray spells. You're a Ray Touchcaster. You can pick four schools that you're not likely to cast a lot of spells from that occasionally if you needed to you could spend two spell slots and cast from one of them and you can still use scrolls you can still use wands everything from those absolutely. schools so which, which by the way is one of those reasons why you absolutely want to take scribe scroll um, yes there's you know spending two two slots to cast a spell there's no better it doesn't way. matter when you're in your downtime right absolutely on, on the day you cast no other spells Right. cast in two slots on that there's thing. no That'd better be way to make that a non-issue than to do that um, it's almost more of a hit to tell you the truth to lose the other abilities that you get like you know the conjure teleporting or the diviner always going first yeah. um, losing those things is much more of a hit than the fact that you have to, to double memorize I mean that was the single biggest bump uh, when Pathfinder came out I just about dropped the book the first time I read it I was like are you serious you can still cast them but you just have to double memorize them and then I look well scribe yes. scroll still does the same thing that was huge yeah hello not to mention cantrips and so on and so forth but which no, is good because you know yeah. wizards 
pretty weak. They were only how you know. Right, I, I think the clerics and the druids are still more powerful, right? Horrible class. So I, this is the only. They way needed to, a yeah. little bump to Abs- really get up there with the clerics and the druids. Absolutely. Otherwise, absolutely. You know. Yeah. No, this is good. I mean, uh, both Sean and I play uh, wizards as kind of our crutch go-to class, and I think we both are really drooling over this because it's fun. You get. That it's very different than the wizard that we normally play. Very different, but at the same time, you still have those spells to play with. So it would be you, cool to go into a gun-based game, like everyone's going to have a gun character, and this is your gun character, but you're not necessarily like anyone else's gun character. You're still a very specialized wizard who has a really cool flavor. i, I got to say, this is probably one of my favorite archetypes I've seen, where it I, creates a really cool flavored character. At the same time, as you're still staying in the class and have the feel of the class, but it's its own unique thing. i, I got to say, I am big fan i have to agree with you 100 percent. very cool this is very very good it's very fleshed out and just the abilities the abilities scale really well it just be a lot of fun and it has an awesome picture yeah which i hate to say it is a big bonus for me when i'm rolling up a no a character it really helps to put it in perspective for you it does um the art really carries it the chick's hot she's sitting on the roof she's awesome yeah Um, it is very cool her gun looks kind of weird. Yeah, I would be hard-pressed to not play a female character based on that picture. Right, and, and uh, if I can go be so bold as to rename this class from the Spell Slinger to the Death Ray Mage. I like it. That's what it is. I will be making one very shortly, I think. I, yeah, <laughs> I am inspired by this. It's cool. Very cool. Yeah. And okay. it's, it's, it takes a lot for me not to be a diviner, but this is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, the diviner's good. One thing I'd like to say real quick is, with the Death Ray Mage, you don't necessarily have to ever shoot your gun as a gun. Absolutely. But especially at low levels, and, you know, just in between times, if you want to just have fun, I would highly, highly recommend taking the uh, amateur gunslinger to get the grit. Right, so you can actually use some grid if you want to. And take- absolutely, at low levels, running out of spells is a problem. This is one of the few times I see a way of making a character that extends that fifteen-minute adventuring day rather than absolutely, you know, make yeah. it worse. So, and taking that, taking the amateur gunslinger, getting that dead eye, you know, for one grit point, you're going to be killing a lot of things with your gun, probably more than the gunslinger is. It's a good point. Uh, so you're going to be getting grit fast. As long you as want to do have... everything you can to make that sucker crit, because you got a times three crit on your spells. Right, and as long as you have a decent wisdom, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be getting lots of lots of grit back. And I just think that, you know, because... No, he talks about it as casting spells through your gun. Does that count as shooting your gun? You killed something with a, uh, firing your weapon? Because you didn't fire the weapon, you cast your spell through the weapon. Definite gray area. Yeah. but yeah, I, th- I clarify that with your GM, just to be sure. I th- Either way, it's an awesome class. Right. I think that the I think that the uh, amateur gunslinger is a great feat for this for this character, though, because you need, you know, more than any other gunslinging character so far, yeah. you're going to have the worst base attack bonus. True. So if you have to shoot your gun as a normal gun, being able to shoot at, you know, with touch attacks beyond the first range increment, which right. you do not want to be in with your low hit points and armor that you have as a wizard, that would be great because now you can do the range touch attack at all range increments. So right. And keep in mind, casting your spells through your gun does not mean that the spell has that range increment now. Right. It, it, you still have this normal range on the spell. It's sure. just like casting it through a wand or anything else. So I could say that unless something else was like really imperative, I would probably be taking Amateur Gunslinger with this yeah. character. So. I, I would have a hard time because, I mean, you got to figure you probably only have one feat at first level. If you're human, you have two. Yeah, true. What else? But would you I mean, Scribe Scroll would jump out of me as, as more important. Okay, so level um, one, human. If you're uh, human. Scribe Scroll and... Yeah. yeah. You know, Scribe Scroll, really, I, I, I think I could honestly... I, I'd probably, I'd be looking at... I could wait till point blank shot. Really? 
Well, because it opens up precise shot, and if you're using rays, you're still firing into combat. Yeah, they're touch attacks. But this it makes character a big difference. Have a you don't want to miss your spell. So anything to not miss that spell is a good thing. So good I, I really, I'd probably be looking at my archery feats. But still, you're right. It's a solid feat. It's a good feat. It's great to put on there. Sure. Without looking at everything I would look at for this character, I, I don't know if it would make my first level or not. But that no, mean it's no, a bad maybe, choice. maybe not. Maybe not the first level. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No. Certainly a good choice. Strong contender. Sure, sure. Scribe Scroll is good. For me, I don't really worry about it too much at first level because you generally don't have tons of gold to blow on scrolls at first level. Right. Um, and usually it's right around third level that you're going to have... That's a really have, good point. You know, so I'd be fine at picking up Scribe Scroll then. But, Fantastic but, point. But, but you're right. I mean, there's other things that could vie for that. You know, improved initiative as a caster. You want to death ray something before it hits your party. Yep. And precise shot. And, you know, but that's... If you're doing a human... Well, and, and to be fair, the improved initiative, I'm a big fan for wizards with mm-hmm. improved initiative, but... It's for changing the battlefield, in my my opinion. It's it's for your controller type wizard who's changing the battlefield to your advantage. This is not that wizard. This is a death ray wizard, as you you named it. It doesn't matter if you get your death ray off later in the in the thing. So I'm I'm I don't know that it improved initiative. While I'm normally a huge fan for a wizard, mm-hmm. I think I'd be okay with it without on on this one. Okay. So yeah, uh, strong two feats. If especially yeah. if you're human, point blank shot, precise shot, you're gonna be strong. Hard right to go. The, yeah. yeah. You'd be strong right off the bat, and third level pick up some scribe scroll and another another way to go would be things that bump up your DC. Sure. Uh, you know, if, if you're looking at casting spells through that that have a DC, that you know you could look at some spell focus, you could look at that sort of thing. Uh, Absolutely, it's good way to go. Really capitalize on that higher DC. M- more than almost any other wizard. I mean, with four restricted scroll schools, <laughs> that pretty much tells you what where you're going to be doing. It wouldn't be too hard to pick, say, even two. I mean, you know, normally you wouldn't pick two with a wizard, but yeah. At least I wouldn't, but I mean, if you, I, I'd have to look through again which spells you're going to be sourcing into. You're probably going to be doing some necromancy for some debuffs. Sure. I mean, well, it doesn't have to be a race. I mean, you you could not sure. take advantage of your times three crit, just be looking at ways to pump up your DC and be an enchantment wizard. You know, that's so funny. You're, you're casting some enchants, but it's through the gun <laughs> instead of a wand, and uh, it's dominating. It's, well, you it's know, good. Uh, my dad was a cop. He always said that you get more with kind words at a gun than you do with just kind words. So maybe it's the same thing with an enchantment spell. <laughs> you know, do what I say or I shoot. <laughs> that's a good point. And plus, why the DC is pretty strong. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, that's a strong. That's a really, really good point. What, what would you lose? I mean, just before we switch off back to the gun slinger archetypes. What do you mean? I mean, what would you pick for your four? I'm thinking conjuration. Man, right it's right tough. Right. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably. Well, conjuration has some ray spells, so it'd be tough to lose. But right. the thing is, you don't necessarily need the ray spells. Maybe I'd be looking for, anything. so divination, probably one of them, because sure. I don't care if I cast that with off scrolls, that sort of thing. Sure. You would uh, never do that with divination when you used to not be able to, but sure. Right. Div- divination. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you could stand to lose illusion. Yeah, although again, illusion could be a strong choice if that's where you want your DC to go. Right, you really want them to believe yeah. your stuff. Man, it's tough. Any of them could be good choices. Sure. And so you could actually have two different spell slingers who have two very different focuses. One's a ray focused and one's on something that has high DCs. Enchantment, illusionist type. It's kind of crazy when you think of it that way. Yeah, it still has a lot of flexibility in that. I like it. Conjuration I might lose because, you know, I don't need as much summoning and stuff. Because DC doesn't matter, my crit chance doesn't matter, so I'm right. not getting there's a lot of some bonus rays, from it. But there's a lot of damage spells in other schools that, that can would replace, do the same sort of that thing. That could replace them. Yeah. So yeah, divination, conjuration. I was thinking conjuration, transmutation, alphabet. maybe. Transmutation has has disintegrate. 
And I'm thinking Death Ray yeah. Mage. Death Ray Mage, I don't want to lose my decision. But you're That's right. That's a good point. Um, but, you know, then again, you know, for as many times as when are you going to get Disintegrate and how many times you're going to fire it if you had to memorize it with two slots or it just really depends on which way you want to go. Yeah, I think it still adds a lot of flexibility. There's not just one build for this archetype. Again, very strong point of the archetype. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Vocation, it gets better. I mean, the fact yeah. that you can increase the DC to such a level... You know, it's a really strong chance things aren't going to be saving. Or or their rays and that sort of thing. And then, then it's time to crit is right. a big deal for the evocation as well. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's pretty awesome. Right, and, and necromancy is super strong. Like, hi, I hit you with an innovation. Oh, now, wait, if, I crit. <laughs> for all of you sorcerer fans out there, though, I would hate this because sorcerers, in my opinion, used to be the best blasters. I kind of like this better than a sorcerer blaster. Sorry, guys. I have to agree. So not only did this make wizards better, more versatile, they're now better at what the sorcerers were. Oh, and... and Sorcerers got no archetypes. No archetypes for you. That's right. We hate you. Take it. Take it and like it. (laughs) Okay. So now, finally... Back to the gunslinger here. Now we're on to gunslinger archetypes. Now, obviously, these archetypes... You could take any of the multiple archetypes here for the gunslinger, because all of them are still going to be gun-focused. Right. So in, in our hypothetical little gun-focused world, this is... All of these are strong choices. Absolutely. First one up is my personal favorite, and up until it's reading the uh, wizard there, or rereading it, um, well, no, I'm still going to make a gun tank, because I have a pretty good idea, is the gun tank. Basically, it's a heavily armored gunslinger that they, they basically get all in there and smack people around. What they get, armor proficiency. They have proficiency with all armor and shields, including tower shields. Which cracks me up, because all of our other classes that used to be our, our big armor classes, in order to use guns, become lightly armored guys. Here's the gunslinger. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll use guns and be heavily armored. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. I like it. So what he does, he's going to he's gonna proceed now to trade out the deeds that he doesn't want, that he can't use anyway for deeds that are way better. So, I know. So the gun tank swaps the pair of deeds for the following, the new deed descriptions, blah, blah, blah. All right, gun tanks resolve. At first level, the gun tank can shrug off the most serious attacks when you're wearing medium or heavy armor, go figure, and subject to a critical hit or sneak attack, you can spend one grit point as an immediate action to attempt to negate the critical hit or sneak attack damage. So basically you get fortification at first level. At first level it's 25% chance. Sure it costs you a grit, but that's what the grit's for, to use it when you need it. Right. uh, That's when you need it, someone crits on you. That is a very strong ability. Very strong ability. At first level it's 25% chance. You're not going to use it a ton, but... Right. Nice. It's good. And and this is going to replace your gunslinger's dodge. That wouldn't work in heavy armor anyway. Right. It, it bumps up to 50% chance at 10th level, and at 15th level, 75% fortification. Beauty. While the gun tank's resolve does not stack with the fortification armor special ability, so it doesn't stack with the ability, so your 25% does not stack with another 25% from the armor. Right. It works in concert with it. Well, you'd roll so, both times. So that you roll both of them. Wow. So you can actually have fortification, 75%, and then if it goes through, spend a grit to have another 75% chance to not get critted. Nice. So this guy is the most uncritted guy in the game. Especially once he gets his free two saving throws. Absolutely. Gun tanks resolve, or resilience, sorry, this one is great. At 15th level, when the gun tank has at least one grit point, makes a successful fortitude saving throw against something that would deal half damage have partial effect they take no damage from that attack effect so basically he gets a fortitude 
evasion, if you will. What was that in 3.5? Metal. Yeah, yeah, so he basically yeah. gets half a metal. Doesn't apply for will there. Not bad. Furthermore, she gains a plus two bonus on all saving throws against fear and mind affecting effects. This deed replaces evasive. I mean, this is Beauty. good. Evasive wouldn't work in armor anyway. My good only stuff. my only problem with this is you have to get to level 15 to use it. That's oh. when you get evasive, so... Well, well, no, no, no. But what I mean is it's, uh, it's a great trade from evasive, but I'm just saying for like you a... You would have liked it earlier. For a dipping build... I may not want to go to 15. Ah, I gotcha. Uh, gotcha. 15 is sexy here with the uh, fortification at 75%, but you're getting you're getting 25% fortification at first level. Sure. So it, you know, this isn't. So uh, out of curiosity, your build that you're thinking only going to 11 or whatever. What what are the other levels going to be? I'm thinking about cleric. What I'm uh, what I'm leaning to. Maybe some buff spells. Sure. Well, yeah. the idea I've got in mind is I was going to go dwarf just because it would be fun. Sure. Dwarven gunslinger gun tank, right? Basically, dip a level of cleric fairly early on and go with what the second domain. But I'm thinking uh, travel, gain a ten foot ten, ten foot, foot movement, movement and yep. then as a dwarf, my movement's not reduced in the heavy armor. So you're looking at staying at thirty movement. Anyway, so I'll have a thirty beauty. right. So I'll have a thirty movement in heavy armor all the time with a gun right and then not to mention the other benefits of that domain the travel domain and whatever other domain I end up picking plus plus your spells plus the spells that you get that are just fantastic I like it yeah no I think it's a great dip in addition to that I'm not 100% sure I'm thinking two levels of fighter wouldn't be a bad dip just get, get more feats and just do more of the same. Yeah. It sounds really cheesy, but I'd probably look over some of the fighter archetypes since I'm already getting heavy armor and I'm already getting tower shields. You don't care if you lose it. Yeah. An archetype that makes me lose those for other abilities would be fine with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. We've got three levels of dips that I'm thinking about pretty heavily, but that could be fine. That's just kind of off the top of my head. I bet. Sounds like a really cool character. Yeah. And I'm thinking that it would be viable from level one. Level one, gun tank even level 2 cleric. So like right off the bat, I've got strong combat ability and then boom. You get your domains and your spell casting, you get the full flavor of the character you're talking about making right from the beginning. Absolutely. Uh, I like it. Next two levels, 2 and 3, so basically level 3 and 4 would be the next two levels of gunslinger, so now I'm only one level behind and I've got the level 3 abilities for the gunslinger. Now I'm really good in combat. You know, a complete side tangent here. Yeah. I'm just imagining if, if we're multi-classing with Gunslinger, if you take it at second level, yeah. you get the ability that gives you a gun. Yeah. You're caught on a remote island somewhere. How do you... I, <laughs> I found it in a tree, dude. It falls I've been practicing it, and I found it and 50 rounds of ammo. <laughs> and I'm good with it. No, I haven't shot any of this yet, because, you know... You would have thought I would have had to practice, but it turns out I'm just naturally good at this. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Role playing wise, that might be harder if you don't start as the gunslinger. You're right. You're right. I but it'd be hilarious, right? So you know, yeah. You know. I think a lot of and a lot of what this character becomes just also depends on the campaign. Yeah. This is a really, really, really good candidate for in a short-lived campaign. This is a really good candidate for the rich as hell trait. An extra nine hundred gold would do really well for some good armor yeah, and shield. Yeah. But then I'm sure there's other fun dwarf stuff that I haven't read yet. But so far I'm really liking the build of this character and the idea of it just being a character that's going to outlast. I like the dwarf abilities because the con is good for someone that's going to be getting hit. Yep. And it really bumps that tank portion of things. Right, yep. exactly. And then the plus to wisdom is great. It has a cleric, yeah. I like it. It, it. Well, and as a gunslinger, right? So absolutely. That's, that's even more. Wow. That, and that's yeah. part of the thing is the gunslinger is all about wisdom and, and so was a cleric. Yeah. So, you know, going to have great saves. Even that one dip is just going to give the full saves. Yeah. Hmm? Doesn't the uh, dwarf take minus two to dex? 
Nope, it's called Charisma. Now. Charisma. Okay. Yep. So yeah, I'm right. gonna have a decent, decent decks. The the hardest thing with with. But uh, you're not going full class cleric anyway, so you're not looking at doing lots of turning undead or anything else. So. No, not really. So the charisma yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. If there's a archetype that I can you swap, just, you that get out. less turns per day. Sure. Which I would even have. I would even happily swap that ability out. Really. Yeah, if there was something, mm. if they gave me pretty much anything for it. It's I, I guess I'm still so used to 3.5 where you had the divine feats that let you channel right. turns into it's other things. Not that, that yeah, not that it's not as powerful ability anymore. No, no, no. Okay, well, um, fair enough. So, you know, that's kind of a secondary thing, and I think at low levels... Although it doesn't hurt to have a little burst heal if you, you want some heal yourself, too. You sure, know? sure. It's sort of like lay on hands and, oh, whoever else in the area gets a little... To the love do well, and the nice thing is, is that with the high wisdom from Gunslinger, low levels, level two, level three, those you get more spells per day, so you're able to yeah. heal yourself. Right. I just true. It, I like it. Building a great survivable character. So over here, bullet deflection. At second level, you get adept to modifying and using your armor to stop firearm attacks. So starting a second level, if you're wearing medium or heavy armor, go figure. Gain half the armor's bonus, plus the armor's enhancement bonus, if any as a deflection bonus against any non-siege firearm or splash weapon attack, including the Alchemist Bomb ability. This has, wow. this has no effect on spells, spell-like abilities, supernatural abilities, or that make a touch attack. This replaces Nimble. Well, right there, you know, you're not going to be using the Nimble anyway, but this is so much better than Nimble, I can't even tell you, especially for someone like me that wants to dip the hell out of this class. Yeah. Nimble is all about progression throughout the class. Right. This unlocks at level 2, and just from second level... If I came into a bunch of money and enchanted my armor and my shield to plus five, I have... Which you're going to be doing. I mean, right. as you go up in level, you're going to get better armor. You're a tank. Right, right. You get half the armor bonus and the enhancement bonus as a deflection bonus. And as we all know, deflection bonus is, like, the best bonus. I, you well, can. dodge is better. But well, I mean, dodge stacks, but yeah. you normally can't get a lot of deflection bonuses. Other than ring of... Def right, and that's, a, that's plus five. This is going to trump that from something you're already enchanting. Right. Yeah. So you're you're essentially accessing something that your tank would normally never get to access. Realistically, you're not going to be spending your money on that ring, right? Well, I, if I was planning on playing a tank, I'm going to spend that money on that ring eventually. Okay. Eventually, uh, but I don't need to in this case. No, Saves money for other things, Absolutely. including like I don't know, into the armor that's giving me the freaking bonus. Sure. So and frees up my ring slots. So Absolutely. I it's it's way better than nimble. Uh, extremely good trade off. Makes armor good in a gun toting campaign. I love it. Yeah. This is a really cool archetype. I like this one. Yeah, the, the AC is now at second level going through the roof. Comparatively. Um, it's it's yeah. it's useful in more situations. Yeah, looking... Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. And the last modification is here at fourth level armor training. You get to be more maneuverable. Look at that. So it kind of mimics the fighter ability. Whenever you're wearing armor, the che armor check penalty at fourth level is reduced by one, and the max dex goes up by one to a maximum of minus four plus four at 16th level. So four, eight, 12, 16. Now, does it talk about how this armor training combines with the fighter's armor training? It does. It stacks with the fighter class ability of the same name. It says if they have both class features, they take them more advantageous. So it contradicts itself... It says stacks, and then it says it takes. It, it says takes it the stacks, most and then it, right. It says it stacks, and then it says takes the most advantageous. I'm not going to worry. I think that's something that will be clarified. It will sure. either stack, or you will either take the most advantageous. Yeah, I was. I was about to mention that because having a higher dex as a gunslinger is is a good idea. 
multi-classing with fighter might be a great way to go, but since this already gives you the armor training, maybe not, especially since we don't understand how it stacks because they are contradictory. Yeah, but either way, I don't see you know taking a lot of levels of fighter, but if it stacks, then if it, if it does stack, then there's even more reason to dip fighter. Yep. But even if it doesn't, if you're even going to take this to fourth level or eighth level, it's going to help you out. You're getting it for free. I can't see you taking less than four levels of gunslinger with a gun tank. Yeah. So you're going to, at the very least, increase your max dex by plus one and remove one of the armor check penalties. Which is nice. That's basically like plus nine to skill points. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you got, what, eight skills that do it. One of them gets doubled, so it's like getting eight extra skill points. Just stuff you probably don't use a whole lot, but still. That's a good point. Yeah. Never thought of that. So anyways, this is my, my pick for gunslinger archetypes. I think it's rad. And I like it because it also is just a fun, cool idea that, that takes the tank in a different direction. And I plan on messing around with how to make it work. One-handed firearm with a tower shield, if possible. Looking at light shield or buckler. No, it's very so. cool. That definitely inspires me. I like that. <laughs> I, I almost want to steal your character codes. That's very cool. And dwarves are cool. They are cool. Right? And that definitely be, fits well. Yeah. I, I, more than any other race in the game, guns fit with dwarves. Yeah. Uh, you ever play Arcanum? Computer game Arcanum? I've, I didn't, but I know. Steamworks and Magic Obscura. Right. It was, it was a world where it was I remember steampunk it, with magic. Dwarves were the ones coming up with the technology. and I dig steampunk. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very cool. I like this idea a lot. Yeah. Alright, so Musket Master is our next archetype. This essentially is someone who's focusing on a two-handed weapon. You're looking at, first with weapon proficiency, you gain proficiency with two-handed firearm or two, yeah, two-handed firearms. You must take the feat, exotic weapon proficiency, with two-handed firearm. I bet that's supposed to say one-handed firearm. Yeah, I think that that's a typo there. You only gain it with two-handed firearms because you're a Musket Master. Right. You have to take it again to get proficiency with one-handed firearms and siege engines. Which kind of sucks. That's a big hit. It is. It is. It definitely kills a lot of your flexibility. On the other hand, you still, you're focusing, the whole idea here is you're focusing on that one weapon. I don't know. It fits in. We'll talk about whether or not it's it's a good choice or not. Okay. Musket Master must take a musket when he chooses a battered firearm at first level. Makes sense. That, yeah, it does make sense. You know, honestly, I think that the musket is a strong choice, you know, even for a gun tank. Yeah. Um, I'm really thinking that I would take the musket at first level, musket and a buckler. I can see that just because you'd have more utility right there. Fair the enough. Right. Yeah. A little bit better range. So you lose out on some deeds, and instead you gain some other deeds, which I think we'll see in most of these here. So you're going to lose utility shot, which we talked about being good and interesting, but you actually gain fast musket, which, which we'll come back to in just a second here. But steady aim, you get a first level, you lose the gunslinger's dodge. Instead, you're gaining for one grit, you can take a move equivalent action, to increase the accuracy of a firearm. So you're looking at sniping more. You basically are going to be increasing the range increment of the weapon. You're firing by an extra 10 feet, which means that's 10 more feet you can get your AC as a touch attack rather than anything else. That's a big deal. You're looking at being a ranged sniper type person anyway. You're not up there in combat. You're not needing to dodge as much. I, I think this is a good trade-off. This. Right, and that's really good because, sorry to interrupt, but that's really no, good fine. because you're not spending that grit, you just have to have that grit. Exactly. And then you're just spending a move action to basically take aim, and there you go. So right. Right out of the gate. We talked about any of those where you're not spending the grit is, is a good deal. So just 10 more feet, that can make a big difference. 
My only problem with it would be later on when you have your when you're wanting to use Deadshot with your iterative attacks, mm -hmm. having to use that move action means you're now not getting any iterative attacks. So now you're not going to sure. Well, you, you, you just don't don't get that ten extra feet. Just make sure you're in the normal fifty foot. Right, right. I know, but I'm saying yeah. is you're basically this ability becomes not as useful during that attack. Right, right. Which you're going to want to be using pretty much all the time. Yeah. Or as much as possible. So yeah, I, I don't know that you want to use it all the time. I'm, I'm still not convinced on that. But okay. you're right. When you use it, this would not be as useful. Sure. But you're probably not dodging during that time either. That's a good point. So it's not a big big deal on the trade-off. At third level, you get Fast Musket. This is, in my opinion, what makes this archetype awesome. As long as you have one grit, you reload your two-handed firearm as if it were a one-handed firearm. So we talked about it's a it's a full-round action with a two-handed firearm. It's really hard to drop that extra level down to a free action so you can get your full attack without that ability. So here, rapid reload, this ability, and the alchemical cartridges, and, and you're back to your full attack instead of waiting till 11th level to get your full attack. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. Next ability you get, rapid reloader. You're basically getting rapid reload with the muskets. We talked about just a second ago how that was so important. And that's huge. That's a good deal. You want it. Bonus feet's not a bad thing. That probably would be your choice anyway. I'm guessing. Starting at fifth level, you get bonus damage equal to your dexterity modifier. So basically what this is, this replaces the firearm training where a normal gun slinger would be able to add its dex damage to a gun, and then in four levels he gets to pick a different gun to add his dex damage. You just get better and better at that damage. Right, you Which is a great deal, except I'm not seeing that it says it replaces it. No, it does at the end. This replaces firearm training. One, oh, two, three, you're right. Four. There it is. Good right, call. so you're getting into the musket at, four, at fifth level, and then after that you're getting extra damage one, two... Instead of taking it with multiple weapons. Right, so it ends up with an extra plus three damage. So since you're focusing on that one gun... It's a good deal. It's a good deal. Right. Since you're so focused. I think this is one of those archetypes that, while the the deals that it provides are good if you are set on it... If you're wanting to make a sniper type two-handed... This is great. ...musketeer, this, right. is, this is your dude. But you are balls deep. Yep. You are so deep that you cannot do anything else. Your backup firearm is a musket in case your first one gets sundered. <laughs> Well, well put. So I guess the next one's Mysterious Stranger. Now, this is an interesting one. It's it's often put up there as a really good one. I personally not a big fan. We'll I like that they first, but I got talked out of it. Yeah, so Mysterious Stranger. I hate uh, the name, by the way. Just more Clint Eastwood things. I, I, I like Clint, but we don't need that much. I, it reminds me of, of Knights of the Old Republic. I don't know if you ever played that one. Here I am talking about all these video games all the time. You, you go in and you enter yourself into a series of fights in an arena... You don't want your name to go public, so they call you the Mysterious Stranger, unless mm. you choose something else, but I don't know. It reminds me of that. Anyway, so Grit. A Mysterious Stranger is a force to be reckoned with. Instead of using his wisdom, he uses his charisma for Grit to determine how much is there. That's actually kind of cool. That's probably one of the stronger features of this, since you can make your very charismatic gunslinger type walks into town, all the ladies flock to him. It's almost more of a role-playing thing. Right. It changes what the gunslinger has synergy with as far as other classes. Absolutely. I was going to mention that. So this is actually one of the better features of the Mysterious Stranger. Sure. Right off the bat, the first thing that jumps to mind is Sorcerer Synergy. If you wanted to dip a little bit, 
Why? They don't have any urge types. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, it, depending on what skills you want to access, if you wanted to have, you know, if you want to do some diplomacy on the side. But, you know, charisma is the weaker stat, though. I mean, you know, wisdom is giving you that insane will save, which is weakness of the gunslinger, and you're losing that. So now, you know, you can influence Oh, charisma does, does bonus bump up more skills. Right. So if you, there's a skill trade-off, but you do lose a saving throw. Sure. You know, so it ultimately it's just a, it's a call, but I think I think you're right. It's more it of gives a, it more flexibility, more flexibility, and it's more of a role playing thing. Yeah, so I, I like it though. It's a it's a good choice. It gives you a choice. Yeah. Then we get to deeds. What you lose, and what you get. First, you get the focused aim, first level, swift action. You spend one grit, and you gain a bonus on all firearm damage rolls equal to your charisma. Now the big difference here is you're getting this at first level rather than fifth level when they're adding dexterity to things. Uh, and you still actually are going to get that. Uh, we'll get to it, but no, you don't. You don't? No. Nope. Oh. That's that's why I don't like this one. I lied. And and that's why a lot of people say, well, it's still worth it. You do signature deed on this sucker, and now suddenly you're getting your charisma to everything, and just like the other people get their decks to things. So you suddenly can, you know, aren't as dex-dependent either. You're just more dependent on charisma. But it's not the 11th level you get that as a free thing until then you're spending grit. Personally, not a big fan of this one. Also, you, when she uses the dead shot deed, she multiplies this bonus by the number of hits she made while rolling the dead shot attack. That's pretty good. It all it replaces the quick clear. Then we're going to come up with why later. But essentially, you're not getting quick clear at first level, which actually is it could be a, you don't a tough have, thing. You don't ever get quick clear technically. Okay. You you lose quick clear, but it's a moot point for right. what you get later. Right. Well, except you get it later instead of at low levels. Right, but what you're getting later is, is Stranger's Fortune, though. So it's not actually Quick Clear. It's oh, okay. A, it's a whole different ability that makes Quick Clear move. All right, fair enough, right. fair enough. Clipping Shot. This one's good. I like this one quite a bit. All right, so basically when you when you miss with a firearm attack, you can spend one grit, and you deal half the damage the attack would have dealt, even though you missed. That's that's pretty darn cool. Decide to use that after you make the attack roll, which makes sense. You don't know if it missed or not. But it's still strong because you're not losing the grit otherwise. And you can't reduce this with the signature deed feed. Makes sense. Right, that'd be huge if you yeah. just always did damage all the time. But you, this is you wouldn't great, take though. Else. It's a fantastic ability. Yeah, if you need to do damage every round for a little while, this is a really good Absolutely. Really good ability. It's a very cool ability. So those are the deeds, which I would say are strong, very much. I mean, so we've had our grit change to charisma instead of wisdom. The deeds, both very good. I like them. So far, I'm still, you know, this sounds like a great archetype. (laughs) (laughs) But that takes us into lucky. All right. So starting at second level, you get a plus one luck bonus on only will saving throws. Hey, that's good, because you dumped will. That's what you were getting a lot of your will bonus from, as we talked about earlier. It's your right. bad save. So this helps make up for that. That's that's awesome. I like it. This bonus increases by plus one for every four levels beyond second, so on and so forth. That's a good deal. Places nimble. Nah, that kind of sucks, because you don't have a lot of things that are bumping up your AC and replacing it, but... That's okay, especially if you you know are looking at dipping into sorcerer and you throw up some mage armor or something. I don't know. Uh, not a huge, huge deal. I, yeah, I, I think you probably come out slightly behind on this one, but it's still a nice, not not bad. And finally, you get stranger's fortune. This is where I think it's a bit more contentious because you give up gun training. That is, you give up dex to damage from all the firing you do. Yeah, we have the deed where we could spend grit to do it. Instead of just every shot you make, you get dex to damage. But not until 5th level, typically. So instead of 5th level, you get ignoring firing our missed 
chances and number of or misfire chances a number of times equal to your charisma. So where we used to be able to spend a grit to clear out our weapon, we lose that ability. Instead, we can get our charisma to damage for grit at first level. Then we get at fifth level, we lose our dex to every single shot we make, but have the ability to clear it. Some people think that's a wash. I personally, I'm playing a gunslinger because I want to do some damage. I want consistent damage. To me, that's, that's it's, it's a loss for the archetype. Unless you're incredibly unlucky, you're not going to jam more than your charisma modifier in a day. Agreed. Hopefully. But you're not able to clear it at all until 5th level, except by out of combat. Sure, right. So you'll want some extra guns, definitely. Yep. The charisma Which thing... Which at 1st level you can't afford. Right. The the charisma thing to grit, the charisma thing to damage uh, with a focused aim is really, really strong at early levels, especially if you, have, if you have a really good charisma, you're doing more damage right off the bat. Remember when you're 11th level... This is going to be your go-to for a signature deed. The downside with that is, well, now you can't spend signature deed on anything else that's cool. So, right. for, to me, that's that's the loss there is that you, you know, you're you're not you're gonna to have to spend grit to get your your damage, or you're gonna you know do the signature deed and not have other cool signature deeds. I mean, going back to clearing the misfire, sure. Uh, at fifth level or shortly thereafter, you're buying a gun that you're reducing, you know, because you're probably using a pistol for this right. type of character, maybe right. not, but probably uh, you're looking at clearing it. You know, not having the misfire chance anyway, because you're buying a magic gun that doesn't have the misfire chance. Right. This at which point, by fifth level, sure. you don't really care that you get to clear it. You wanted sure. it at, at low levels when sure. you didn't have it here. But sure. you're right. If you're playing a level one through five campaign and you know it's ending before then, this does have higher damage output at those low levels than does your standard gunslingers. For for me, what this this archetype is for is this archetype is specifically made for charisma based dipping. Not meaning you're a gunslinger and then you're gonna dip sorcerer meaning you're a sorcerer and you want to dip gunslinger fair enough so if you're a sorcerer you want to dip so, one so what you're telling me is this is the sorcerer archetype yes <laughs> or ninja my my right, mind yeah. my mind initially instantly goes to ninja ninja's charisma based for some odd reason it's better than a rogue it's an amazing class which we'll get to in another episode and you can apply sneak damage at range so if you're going to be a ninja with guns or, or what i'm alluding to is the pirate ninja if you're going to play the pirate ninja now does, um, is there a feat where you can ride a dinosaur i don't because then you would be unstoppable <laughs> as a pirate ninja riding dinosaur i believe there is but uh, or you could just ride an anthropomorphic uh alchemist friend or something or, or get a druid who probably more, or you there know you wild shapes into an ankylosaur or something so, very yeah. very good very good you'll be unstoppable uh, uh, yes um but uh, so if you want to make the pirate ninja build which it's all just coin that phrase the pirate ninja that's that's what it is you want to be ninja one dip into gunslinger mr mysterious stranger now your charisma is going really far and at first level you can add the damage and it's just it's just cool you got a good synergy and since you're probably not going high levels into the class anyway you want that oh. damage bonus because oh. you're not going to make it to fifth so. absolutely a one level dip you're getting what you want out of it you're applying your charisma damage all right all right. That, I, that does redeem it quite a bit in my mind. I think it's fair. And okay. there's a fair amount of classes that are... are there's some classes that are relying on charisma. All so, right. right. I like it. And, and really, that's what an archetype should be, is another sure. choice, something that isn't necessarily always more powerful than the base class, but something that gives you different ways to build the character, and it still works sure. well with that build. So, sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Or an oracle, right? Sure. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, last one, Pistolero. This one is pretty cool. This is, I think, probably going to be the one that is spammed the most that you'll see at the table. Well, possibly Gun Tank, I don't know. Basically, this is the guy with the pistols, with the two guns. So, he only gains, he's the inverse of the Musket Master. He has a shorter rod. Pistolero only gains proficiency with one-handed firearms, can only take, must take a 
exotic weapon proficiency, firearm to get two-handed and siege. So we've been breezing over that. It just occurred to me that your gunslinger is, is going to be proficient with firearm siege engines. Right. Yeah, he's going to be the siege guy. Yeah, that's interesting. So okay. So anyways, um, he so he's all pistols. He has to take a pistol at first level. That goes without saying. Deeds. He swaps some deeds for some other ones. Up close and deadly at first level. When he hits a target with a one-handed firearm that is not making a scatter shot, he can spend a grit to deal a d6 points of extra damage on the hit. If she misses with the attack, she grazes the target, dealing half that damage anyway. So now she's spending grit to do extra damage when she hits anyway. I think this is incredibly good. Well, like what we just talked about with Mysterious Stranger, this is increased damage output. That's good stuff. Right. And you're spending grit to do it. You have some grit, though. And one of the things that I talked about with Sean before we started the show is that Pistolero does not replace the same abilities as a Mysterious Stranger. So Pistolero, Mysterious Stranger, so for those of you wanting to build the Pirate Ninja, in your one dip of Gunslinger, you're going to want to be a Pistolero, Mysterious Stranger. The, The downside there is if you use Up Close and Deadly and focused aim to get your charisma to damage yes your dumping to grit dumping to grit however does it does stack and deadly take an action to do no you just spend it when you hit okay so when you hit you get to basically make iterative attacks so it's similar to the the dead shot but you're getting it which it replaces dead shot but you're sorry no it replaces dead eye um, so you're not getting extra range increments as touch attacks. But if you're a pirate ninja, which I'm just going to go ahead and say that, if you're a pirate ninja and you're going to be invisible popping out behind people and shooting them in the back of the head, you know, you're not worried about that touch attacks, range increment. You're getting extra precision yeah. damage. You're, you're position, positioning yourself where you want to be anyway. Right. So you get an extra D6 damage. Now, does the sneak attack still have the have to be within 30 feet I believe thing? so. so yeah. You're going to be close anyway. Yeah. And then you, sh- you still do get dead eye. It's just dead eye gets moved to 7th level do is you lose a startling shot which is tough that's the one that makes them flat-footed right so if you're a pirate ninja that's tough if you're not pirate ninja it's not too bad sure but maybe you have a friend who's a musketeer who can go around and dead eye things or uh, startle them for you sure twin shot knockdown is 11th level if you shoot them with both guns you can spend a grit to knock the target prone that's a really good ability and there's no saving throw so nice. there's, there's no opposed role there. And that replaces the menacing shot deed. So, I mean, these are interesting things all in all, other than the, you know, I'm, I'm you know, other than the pirate ninja idea, you know, all in all, I don't think that it's a very strong archetype. It's flavorful, but you're losing really a couple of really good abilities. You're losing the flat-footed and you're losing the fear. Well, we do also have pistol training, which is the same as what we had with the musketeer, where you lose the gun training, mm-hmm. but you get your decks to damage anyway. The nice thing here, I guess there's there's a couple things. First, this doesn't make you any better at shooting two guns at once. It's kind of what you think of when you see it, but it's really just about having a one-handed weapon versus a two-handed weapon. Sure. So if you're the guy who wants two things at once, unfortunately the rules aren't real in your favor. It's hard to reload. Looks great in art. Yeah, it looks fantastic in art, and you'll see that the iconic has it. Mm-hmm. However, if you fire it off and toss it, you're fine. This does just mean you're, you're a one-handed thing. If you could combine this with your gun take, it might be a great thing. You're still getting dex to damage at 5th level, plus you get a spend grid if you want extra damage. You're just increasing your damage output as a whole. I I don't know. I think it's pretty strong. That's a really good point. I hadn't actually thought about combining that with the gun tank. I haven't looked to see if they're losing the same abilities. I don't think so. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any. No, I don't think they do, actually. So, yeah, it looks like Pistolero may be good with a gun tank and just 
Pirate Ninja is just straight up Mysterious Stranger. And it looks no, like it still could work with Pirate Ninja. I'm not. I'm well, not no. in the Pirate Ninja. Well, reading up close and deadly again. Like I'm afraid of Pirate Ninjas. Well, no. <laughs> the, well, the main thing is is that with the uh, Pistolero, you need to put in more levels of Gunslinger to get a higher up close and deadly. Sure. So that extra precision damage keeps going up. You know. Oh, fair enough. And you don't get pistol training until fifth level still. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things. But yeah, that could go. I, I think what I would have to do with the gun tank is look at what guns I was going to be using. I was going to mess around with the rifle, but honestly, once I started using some heavier stuff, I was going to mostly be using pistols anyway. So sure. Yeah, it might be a way to go. I'm not losing a whole lot. I mean, I, Other than proficiency of those things, so you'd have to get a feed if you wanted to mess around with those other things at a low level. Sure, sure. And thankfully, though, we can get shotgun effects with pistols and all the bullets work, and we all know that it doesn't matter how big your gun is, right? It's all the same shots. So, That's right. I, I really don't like, you know, I, I was really wanting to play around with the startling shot later on. I, sure. I think that being able so to So missing that is actually something that's a downer for you? Well, I, I, more than anything, I personally like to be a team player. Sure. And so I like things. Like, if I'm going to be a, the tank, I like things that will help me make my rogue better. I'm tanking for a reason. I can flank, but if I can shoot the guy over there and make him flat-footed for my rogue, that makes the, me happy. The thing with the tank is you got to understand what it is that's making them attack you instead of your friends. Sure. So if you're not doing damage to them, you have to have something that makes... And, and part of it is you're standing in front of them, ideally sure. between your friends and them. Right. If you're helping the rogue, he's got to be in melee range, which means that guy can hit him. So he has to have a reason to shoot you instead of the, the rogue. If you're making him flat-footed, but the rogue's doing all the damage, why is he swinging at you with all your armor when he can hit the rogue? It's something to think about. However, if you're the guy standing in the background, making him flat-footed while the tank keeps his attention and the rogue does damage, you're good to go. I don't know with a, a gun tank how great making them flat-footed would be. At the same time, more options is good. Sure. Uh, you know, it's hard to diss it, and it sucks that yeah. you lose it, but you're gaining damage output, which means you're keeping their attention. Ah. And if you're flanking with the rogue at the same time, you are providing him with those those sneak attacks. Right. Now, the twin-shot knockdown could be cool. You're right, not two pistols in each hand, but just shoot it twice with a, with a gun, basically. Yeah. Now, I seem to recall there was a feat you could take that made... You threaten with a ranged... It's not a grit feat, but it allows you to threat with a ranged weapon uh, within a certain I think that was 3.5. Uh, I'm a... pretty sure in Ultimate Combat they added one. Really? Yeah, which would be great for your gun tank as well. Well, guns are pretty threatening. Indeed. I really hate to lose the fear effect, though, too. That's one of those sad things. I, I really like that ability to have that AoE fear. It's awesome, but if, if other people aren't working with you, it's not all that great. Then you can still intimidate, you know, and, and do a demoralize... That's a good point. You can even go dazzling display eventually if you want. All right. Well, I, I think that kind of wraps up our general gun discussion as a whole. We have a lot of other things we could talk about that are cool and character ideas and other archetypes. And, man, there's a lot of stuff. But I, I think this was good for our first episode. Absolutely. So I guess we will see you guys later. All right. Thanks All right. for listening. The Gamer's Guide to Pathfinder. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>